This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We hear a lot of pitches on this show. I mean, no surprise there. It's the name of the podcast. But the entrepreneurs who come on this show, they're pitching more than just a business idea. They're pitching their dream. Because when you run a small business, you're putting your whole self into it. State Farm gets that. And they work with small business owners across the country to help create personalized plans that are built for their small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Have you looked at MoviePass? There's a couple ways that we're different. We actually think we're more like an Amazon Prime than a... Of course, Amazon Prime is successful and MoviePass sucks. Today's founder, Ramapula, is here asking for $2 million for his plane ticket subscription service, Sky High. But a big question hangs over his pitch. Is it more like MoviePass, a movie ticket subscription service that's majorly tanking? Or is it more like Amazon Prime? That's what our investors are trying to figure out. From Gimlet, this is The Pitch. I'm Josh Muccio. Today's investors are... Alexandra Stanton. Alexandra is CEO of Empire Global Ventures. And on the side, she likes to make strategic bets on startups she thinks will strike gold. Phil Nadell. As a serial entrepreneur, Phil built companies that sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Now he manages one of the largest syndicates on AngelList. Charles Hudson. Charles started Precursor Ventures, where he's invested 20 million in over 100 startups to date. Sheil Manat. Sheil has sold three startups for over $50 million. Now he's an angel investor, invested in several companies worth billions today. Prepare for takeoff. Hi. 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 Rama. Rama. Phil. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Alexandra. Hi there. Hey, Charles. Rama. Hey, Sheil. So my name is Rama Pula. A company's called Sky High. And I've flown hundreds of thousands of miles in the past couple of years. And I'm often anxious when I'm booking tickets because I'm on all these multiple sites trying to find the best deal. And I never know if I'm going to get it. And then I get on planes and they're pretty much empty. And that's frustrating because I think I'm getting screwed. So a few years ago, I was actually at the Berlin-Tegel Airport about to fly back to New York. And there was a group of travelers kind of hanging about around at the airport. And I struck up conversation. They didn't have a ticket to anywhere. They're waiting for something to fall under 50 euro. And they ended up getting a flight to Lisbon. And I hopped on my plane back home to New York, which was pretty empty. So I just thought to myself, what if they were on this plane? Would that help the airline? And they would have an amazing experience in New York. So Rama started digging. And he found that a lot of airline seats go unsold. He says it's about 20%, which would represent 200 billion annually in lost revenue to the airlines. That inefficiency has been around since since about the 80s. So it hasn't gotten much better for airlines. So we created Sky High. It's the first subscription service for commercial airlines to reliably book last minute seats. We launched our pilot in March of this past year and we've grown to 400K ARR pretty much organically. And we're here raising $2 million to continue to build our technology, to build some partnerships, and to get this in the hands of everyone. So walk us through the product. Yeah, sure. What's yeah. the experience? I'm going to walk you right through it. So membership costs $199 a month, and you can fly up to five times per month. Yep. So anywhere up to 1,000 miles is always $35. Up to 2,000 miles is always $75. And up to 3,000 miles is $120. Okay, so you're going to show us on the app a list of destinations 
that are available from New York yep. now. From New York, you can get to any of these destinations. We currently have 73 cities across North America and Europe. Say we want to go to Chicago, which would be right here. So say you did want to jump on this flight on, on Friday out of JFK. Mm -hmm. You click claim this seat for 35 bucks. If you hit that button, you'll get a ticket in a minute mm -hmm. and you're off. So really simplifying that experience down. Okay, quick recap. Here's how Sky High works. You pay $199 a month to have access to last minute tickets at a set price. 35, 75, or 120, depending on how far you fly. What does last minute mean? So it's within the, uh, the upcoming 10 days. More and more flights are being booked within 14 days for both business and leisure. And most flights are being booked are, are one way now. So it kind of fits the trends that are going on right now. And how long do I have to take a subscription for the hundred? Right now, it's it's month to month. It's month to month. Because um, okay. we didn't want any barriers to entry as we're getting people on board. And you said you're at 400,000 ARR. Mm. Is that the subscription fees or that's subscription fees plus what they pay for the flight? Uh, subscription plus flight right now. Okay. How much of that is a subscription? We have 160 paying members at $199 a month. So this is about 32K per month. How much can you afford to pay for that $35 flight? Uh, for that $35 flight to Chicago, it's probably going to run a little under 100 bucks. Yep. Um, so we take the $35 and we have your upfront fee from the subscription yep. and we clear that ticket. And we do that across the board with everyone. So what you're doing is you're saying, okay, we can offer a fixed price. We're paying, you know, $75. We're offering it for $35 because we know we're getting the monthly fee. Exactly. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. And which uh, airlines do you support? We have the, pretty much all the major traditionals as well as the low-cost carriers. Um, across and North America. Do you have specific Europe. deals with all these airlines? So how we built directly on top of uh, global distribution systems, okay. and we run our algorithms on top of that. Uh, we, we could strike direct deals with airlines, but they're going to take forever. What the investors just uncovered is that that $35 flight to Chicago costs a lot more than 35 bucks. And Rama's using the $200 you paid on this month's subscription to cover the cost difference. Furthermore, they also learned that Rama doesn't have any special deals with the airlines to get these tickets for cheap. Instead, he's tapping into the same inventory that all the other deal sites use. So I'm really struggling here because I don't understand what type of user this makes. Because it's a pricing innovation, mm -hmm. like over time, I would, I would have done better if I just bought them myself. Because you're not directly integrated in with the airlines, so... The money that I'm spending, 200 bucks up front, plus 35 or, or 75 or 100, um, I would have done better if I just bought the tickets myself. Is that correct? That's not necessarily correct. It depends okay. on, the, on your usage. Uh, and also from talking to our customers, uh, they're after like two months of using us, they don't really care. They're the fact that they're getting something so easily and quickly and it's reducing That's anxiety that they're basically evening out is how they feel. It's uh, a funnel, right? He's taking all of these possible pricing models that have to go to all these different systems. No, but it's a simple just, pricing model. You pay per ticket versus here, you have to pay a fixed fee whether you use it or not. I have yeah. a similar question to Shields. Like, I can imagine like, hey, I have a bunch of trips coming up this month. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to use, use it this yes. month. I'm going from San Francisco to LA yeah. five times. I'm going to come out ahead. Next month, I'm not traveling at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to churn. And then another like, what does the user behavior yeah, look like? Totally. So users? there's three types of users that we're seeing here. Okay. There is essentially the 27 to 37 year old that's uh, flexible jobs, fixed income. And they spend the most on travel now than, than any other category. Um, they're gravitating towards us. Then we have small business owners, uh, really like entrepreneurs like myself. 
So we know there's a B2B play at some point here. Uh, and then we have early retirees, fixed income, flexible lives, uh, basically want to see their their grandkids and whatnot. Um, usage, we allow people to fly up to five times per month. Uh, on average, you're landing at 1.77 times per month because you give them an all you can eat. They're only going to come in at where they feel comfortable. If they're taking one round trip per month, they feel amazing using this because it saves them time and they, they, they even out. Okay. So the investors now understand how Sky High works. But what Rama hasn't answered yet is how is there a business here? When we come back, Rama tries to prove that his startup can make enough money to make this a sweet deal for investors. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. As rewarding as it may be, small business owners have a lot riding on their shoulders. It's a lot of stress to own, run, and grow your small business, not to mention finding someone who can give you the answers and support you need. But State Farm agents aren't just there to understand your small business needs, they're there to prioritize them and help create personalized plans with your needs in mind. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Now it's time for the investors to really dive into Rama's business. Here's Sheil. What's your model built on? How many flights? Right now it's 1.77. Our break-even uh, on our current financial model is a little over three. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be a significant change in consumer behavior to hit that. Yeah, but that's not going to hold up. Yeah. People are going to use this to the guys who are traveling five times or more a month because- But that's what he's you, saying is they're not. They're like, not. They, yeah. they, they think will. they're going to. They will. That's we, what's going to happen. Ultimately, people who are traveling one or two times a month are going to say, eh, this isn't worth yeah, it. I, I, I think that this kind of pricing model lends itself to the, the super users over time. That's who's going to gravitate towards it. And the ones who aren't using it enough can't justify paying the fixed fee and won't, won't do it. But that's different from what we're actually hearing from our consumers, right? Uh, the leisure travel market is actually one of the fastest growing markets because uh, in, in, it's never really existed where we've been able to do what we do in travel right now. Um, so that's actually we're seeing most of our happy customers and that's that's around two flights per month. We do have the heavy user. We cap you at five. Um, we have a couple that are hitting five. It's rare that they hit it on consecutive months, but they stay on. Um, you were talking about churn earlier. Right now, our retention is about 92%. So we have some improvement there, but it's Measured pretty good. Measured how? Uh, month, month, month over month. Subscription. Yeah. So 8% yeah. so churn per month. Yeah. 8% churn isn't great. It means that every month, 8% of Rama's users are like, yeah, this 200 bucks a month isn't working for me. Peace. And 8% might not sound like much, but if Rama isn't getting new customers fast enough to overcome that 8%, it can destroy his business before it even gets off the ground. How are you currently acquiring customers and what is your cost per acquisition? Yeah, most of our customers have come through referrals. Um, so we do a $35 credit to the current user and $35 credit to the new user. We basically don't spend on any ads. We've been testing some ad you know, messaging, but it's really expensive in the travel space to really just put out ads. And we just don't have that kind of money. It's not a good use of our funds. So you're raising $2 million, right? Mm -hmm. No pun intended, but how much runway does that give you? That gives us uh, 18 months. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And how much have you raised so far? How much have you we've spent? Ra so far? We've raised 945000 We went through the Techstars Mobility Program in Detroit. So we raised from that. 
How, and of the two million round, how much has been committed so far? We're, we're just opening up that round. Have you set any terms yet or no? Uh, not on this next round. Our first round was uh, we raised 945 on a four mil cap. Okay, thank you. Phil was talking about a little bit about like adverse selection in terms of like your customer base. Yeah. Um, have you looked at MoviePass? I think that's really what took MoviePass down. For those of you who don't know how MoviePass went down, the subscription service sold unlimited access to movie tickets for $10 a month. And when they launched, millions of people signed on, who then went and saw so many movies that it drove MoviePass to the brink of collapse. The company's now on its last leg, having to fork over so much money to movie theaters to cover the price of the tickets. Sky High's model is different from MoviePass, but the investors see some similarities, and that troubles them. Here's Sheil. And theirs was a little bit different, and it was an all-you-can-eat model, and yep. yours, you have to pay per flight. Still, though, I think that's like a potential issue. Yeah. Have, what, what have you learned from that experience? There's a couple ways that we're different. We actually think we're more like an Amazon Prime than a... Which of is course, Amazon Prime's Prime successful and MoviePass yeah. sucks. And, so you're going to think... Yeah, I don't think Amazon Prime is a, is a good comparison at all. Like, I used to work at Amazon. I, Amazon Prime is geared to you buying more Amazon products. Here... Like Amazon Prime, they sell you a, a yearly subscription with the hopes an Amazon Prime customers buy a lot more shit on Amazon. Here, if you fly more, that sucks for you. This right. is a gym. It's a gym. You just don't want people to use it. You don't. You want people to come enough that they pay, but not, but not come so much but that they But Amazon exactly. Prime, they're making money on each transaction. Exactly. Here, you're here losing they're money. losing money. Exactly. Right. But so our, path, our path there is that we will, once we have those, those airline deals. And this is our path to get there, is, uh, is proving these points with airlines so that we can we can get people onto those those flights that are currently undersold. Um, and those are our conversations with them, but we have to get to that point. I'm still struggling with the consumer value prop. So for me, like, this is not something that's actually saving people money. So like, I don't understand what's new here. That's, but the consumer that's my, behavior That's is my concern, right? the, you know, exactly. I was hoping when you started this that you were going to talk about an arbitrage opportunity yeah. mm -hmm. where you were maybe algorithmically looking at at historic price reductions in flights and selling it to consumers and then buying it at a cheap price later, you know, right before. But that's not happening. Can I ask one question, yeah. Rama? Can you help me understand how much better does the business look with the airline deals in place? Our initial talks with some of the airlines mm -hmm. are that there are routes where when those flights hit a particular, what's called load factor, how full they are, anything else they make money on, right? So they're willing to give us select seats on flights at little, basically no money from them because any money that they make on it is money to them. So that's where we want to get to, but we got to get a little more traction. The, th the thing I worry about is like load factors have increased so much as yeah. as airline consolidation has happened and like they've right-sized their schedules tremendously in the past 20 years where like load factors were, I think like in the mid 60s, 20 years ago, now they're upwards of 80%. Yep. So that opportunity has just gone away so far where there used to be like these airlines all used to do this regularly with their own membership, they had like e-saver fares where like it would be super cheap. Now load factors are so high that they don't need to do that. But if you talk to any airline, whether it's an executive in an airline or any anybody in an airline, that's the only statistic they care about is how to get load factor up. And none of them, even though they've gone up, none of them are happy with it because there's still so much they're leaving on the table. So even a small sliver of that is helpful for them. And there's small sliver of that is a lot of money. Well, I think there's an interesting idea here. I just don't think the current model has enough uh, 
value for the consumer. I understand your plan in terms of making deals directly with airlines. I think that makes a lot more sense. For me, this is not fully developed yet, so it's a pass for me. But thank you. you. I'm going to pass also a regulated space like an airlines has such a potential for the government to come in and with different regulations uh, start throwing a wrench into part of this. I think it would be hard for a service like yours to then recover from. So it's a pass for me. Okay, thank you. So I actually like the value prop. I think people like getting over on the airlines. I think they're down there with banks and cable companies in terms of customer satisfaction. I think the universe of routes where you can be successful are these sort of student-friendly or retiree, people who are just, I'd say, maybe have more flexibility. I fly a lot, and I think San Francisco to LA, like these these big trunk routes, the load factor is already really, really high. And so I think the areas where you can make a difference are meaningful and real. I just worry that for the scale of opportunity I like to see as an investor, that it won't yield a big enough business. So I'm passing as well. I agree with Charles almost entirely. I think that with your current business, I just don't like the consumer value prop at all. I think what you have is a different pricing model and then also like a different user experience, which is really interesting. I just don't see this being massive. So I'm passing for those reasons. But really, I feel like I learned a lot from what you shared with us. I I wouldn't have thought you could do this. All the things I've seen, Surfer and other stuff, I get those models. This is one of the more creative things I've seen in in travel. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks, 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 Roma. No. 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 This is way. This is exactly like a gym membership, but it's it's movie pass. You need need breakage. I always I get nervous. I'm like, you need underconsumption in the model. That's what I was saying. Who's gonna gravitate towards this? People who are it's also anyone can do it and there's just nothing unique about it. If he goes to the airlines, I mean ultimately they could do this themselves. Delta could offer a plan themselves. The thing is load he's load factors are so high in the industry, right? No, they they've been going up. Yeah. Because of airline consolidation, nice. they've t- the fleet sizes are much reduced from what yeah. they were. They're getting There's smarter, just less competition. There's less competition. Continental gobbles up United. I think Charles is right. I mean, it's impressive what he's been able to do in this very short amount of time. There's just 160 users. I think there's a tier. I, know, I think there's, there's a set there. of people who are just like, young I like to travel. To young, I think yeah. it's young and old. He's like, got he, almost he, all of them. He ought to get an article on him. <laughs> and they, Listen, I think Charles is right. There's a barbell here, right? It is young and old. And if he only sure. focus on those two communities... I think he actually could do fairly well until he gets beat because there's but nothing here that can how, be wrecked. Like if, if he does well, those consumers are going to use it. That's right. Which They're going to kill him. I think the one thing is people get irrationally excited about a deal, even if it's not economic. And I do think there's yes. something magic like stupid in the smile. Stupid, oh, right, e- not stupid, just consumers. Just cons- I think people, like everyone's like, oh, I'm going to watch $10 worth of Netflix. No one says, did I watch $10 worth of Netflix sure. this month? Like no one actually does the math. But that's I, not true for 200 bucks. For 200 bucks, I think it's different. But I think I have to believe as a consumer, you're like, I got on this plane for 35 bucks. Sure. I don't want to count on, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I don't want to count on stupid consumers. I, I think there's an irrational joy of getting a deal that How people get. How long is that going to last? Then I can subscribe. I, I actually looked at it at some point when yeah. it launched or something. I yeah. saw it in some magazine. Yeah. And like, you couldn't go anywhere that you wanted Let to go. go. That's the problem. You could not do San Francisco, LA. That's the problem. Right, and because those aren't cheap fights. The load factors are too high. 
I don't ever want to invest in a product where the more the customer uses the product, the worse, the the worse it does. gets for you. Right. Like that's right. not interesting to me. Okay. So the investors were definitely not into Sky High. The business model just didn't make sense to them. After the break, Rama makes a really tough decision. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. The pitch Rama gave to the investors, well, let's just say things weren't landing. Producer Heather Rogers caught up with Rama three months later to ask how he thought things went in the room. Do you feel like it was a bad pitch? I've had better, no doubt. <laughs> I'm, I'm now like remembering what it felt like in that room, you know, and um, it felt in that room like it was more us versus them, you know, where mm. I'm on one side and there's investors on the other. And what I like to get to with any of the investors that we're talking to is more we're both people at the table and we're talking about a problem and we're talking about a solution. You know, there were moments in that in that room where I was like, I don't I don't feel fully comfortable here, but right. I got to be at least comfortable enough to be able to answer some of these questions. Um, and I recognize that actually in the first couple minutes, because I was uh, showing them the app and I was just like, I was stumbling in my head about what this product was again, because I was just like... Because um, you felt I, like sort of put on the spot? Or a what? little bit. Yeah, just a little intimidated because, uh, you know, in, investors that are, are there that have a lot of success and have built companies. And yeah. so it was sort of a... I think there are, there are moments where I couldn't drop into just feeling safe in that room where we could just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was more of a... I need to prove that I'm right in this and they're going to prove that I'm not right. And Mm -hmm. we're going to be in that type of dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think at times we were, you know, yeah, there were moments in my head. I'm like, I I just wanted, I just wanted to be like, you're all wrong. You know, (laughs) Um, I didn't feel like that was the right tactic. Maybe, maybe I should have gone down the path and be like, yo, let me tell you what's really going on in the industry. But um, it was just hard in that room to make that happen. Um, Yeah. I I imagine it would be, I mean, it's like you have to perform there's this whole kind of way of presenting yourself that is very polished and different from like a conversation. Yeah, 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 totally. For me, there's no way in, in it's possible for me to be polished all the time. You know, mm-hmm. there are moments I can pull that off. Um, you know, we went through Techstars in Detroit. Techstars? Um, yeah, the accelerator program. And, you know, demo day, you know, is 1,200 investors in that audience. And our, our pitch was amazing, no doubt. <laughs> There's a Kanye song that goes, ah, sky high, ah, ah, sky high. So we had that going. I danced across stage in leather pants and pitched in front of 1,200 people. Hi, I'm Ramapula, CEO of Sky High. And brought the house down, right? That, 
I've had moments like that, and they they do feel great. Yeah. Um, so why yeah. do you think that worked, and and the pitch that you gave to our investors didn't work? I couldn't get to the point where, in that room, where it was, everyone shut up. I'm the authority in this room. Right. You know, and maybe that would have pushed it over. Yeah. What if you had worn leather pants? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably would have helped. You know? <laughs> yeah. In that pitch, you compared Sky High, you compared your product to Amazon Prime, but they kept comparing it to MoviePass and, and a gym membership. And they, their main sort of critique is that the business model depends on people not using it. Mm -hmm. And so how do you respond to that? In reality, people don't max it out. But this is the argument that Phil was making was yeah. like, that's for right now. Yeah. But once once your business grows, mm -hmm. then you're really going to attract the super users. We're going to have some of those, no doubt. But in reality, in the travel space, the super users are a very small percentage because traveling is exhausting. So, um, so <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. You're going to hit a natural limit. Nobody's going to use this 30 times a month if we make it unlimited. You know, we didn't get to that in that room, but like the 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 math speaks for itself. You know, mm -hmm. they may have ideas about, OK, this is always going to lose money or this is like everyone's going to run the system where like, you know, there's just too many flights. And but that's just not the, the data. Um, this is something else the investor said mm -hmm. after he left. I think that it was Shiel said that he had read about Sky High not long after you guys launched and. And he said that he went on and he looked up flights and he said he couldn't get any of the flights that he wanted. He mm -hmm. said, like, it's really limited. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, well, if you can't get flights that you want, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. How do you respond to that? Yeah, totally. I mean, over time, the inventory uh, changed. That's a constant that we work on, you know. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense yeah. that it would have been more restricted at the beginning and it's just mm -hmm. going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And the reality is that the product that we put out a year ago is the absolute worst our product will ever be, right? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with that. It's going to keep getting better, and it, it is now much better. The fact that we've had members on now, we launched to the public March of last year. Um, we've had, we have members that are going to hit a year with us, right? They paid us $2,400 to use this platform for a year. That's a significant amount of money. Rama really believes in Sky High. But he made a pretty tough call after he left the pitch when he decided to stop fundraising. A big problem the investors had was that Rama had no partnerships with airlines. And now he's really focused on that. He's brought on an advisor specifically to help make these deals. So what we decided to do was, let's take a step back. Let's look at what are the conversations look like with airlines and how do we do that? We're also bringing in more and more revenue. So, you know, we're starting to see that Okay, we can cover our burn from our revenue, you know, so... Are you doing that now? Yeah, yeah. So that covers a little, you know, that gives us some months, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The more we can do that, the more months we can get. How does that feel? You have a big smile. <laughs> I didn't believe it, actually. The first, you know, when I, when I first thought I was doing the accounting and, and it was just a proud moment. It was like, wow, this is real. I'm super proud of us and, and this team because that... I mean, people, you don't see that all the time, you know? And there's something else that keeps Rama going. He really believes in Sky High's mission, 
making travel more affordable for more people. It's made a huge difference in his life, and he wants to share that. I have lost count of how many like moments in my life that matter to me in other countries or uh, with strangers and places. Um, and and for me, travel has made me a more open, confident, empathetic, like free spirit in the world. Those are the experiences that we want people to have, you know. When you bring that into the venture capital sphere, mm-hmm. like the logic of venture capital, where it has to have huge growth mm-hmm. and huge profit margins, they look at your business and they see it as an arbitrage tool or some way, like they don't see the experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's like that logic is not how do you get as many people as possible to like open their minds and like have new experiences that are so valuable to human existence yeah i think so differently than 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 those investors in the room and most people in the world are going to feel that not an investor that's like oh just fly business you know Mm -hmm. because that's not most of the world most of the world flies economy and most people in the world fly under a thousand miles most people in the world don't fly. Most people in the world don't fly. You're, you're dead on. And that's what we want to change. We want more people to, to fly. And what we've created makes it a little less hard on a lot of people to have things like that, those moments. And so many more people want that. Mm-hmm. And because so many more people want that, we're going to make a ton of money. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it. (laughs) If an investor can't see that, I don't know. I think there's, (laughs) I think there's more living they got to do, you know. And I wasn't going to get that in that room. So, and I didn't need to get that in that room because we're going to get it from other people. Every founder blows it sometimes. It's a tough task, boiling down your dreams into a pithy spiel. And when it goes wrong, it can feel pretty awful. But like Rama, you can learn from it. You can see what you need to change, what problems you need to solve, and then you can get back out there in your leather pants. Our show is hosted by me, Josh Muccio, produced by Heather Rogers, Kareem Maddox, and Molly Donahue. We are edited by Blythe Terrell. Theme music by The Musemaker, original compositions from Breakmaster Cylinder, Billy Libby, and The Musemaker. We're mixed by Enoch Kim. Lisa Muccio planned the recording of this pitch, and Ryan Hoover from Product Hunt introduced us to today's founder. Ryan, you've been a champion of the show since the beginning, and I just want to say thank you. Oh, and Ryan, send me more startups. This is our disclaimer. No offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'll be back with a brand new episode next Wednesday. This episode of The Pitch was brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you've been listening to our show for a while, you can tell every business owner has a unique set of problems to solve. That's why small business owners want someone to not only understand, but prioritize their needs. 
State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know how to help you choose personalized plans to fit your needs and budget. They get it, plain and simple. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.